This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hi, and welcome to Managing Mayhem. I'm Jeff, joined by Patty and Jack. What's going on today? Well, today I want to talk a little bit about people talking on their phone. I have a lot of owners say to me, you know, we have consultants coming in and wanting to give us tips on fiscal management, on talent mm-hmm. management, on culture, on personality assessment. And we just want Phil to get off the phone. Well, it's <laughs> Phil, who are you texting? <laughs> well, we had a question from a listener and it says, uh, Phil says that he needs to be in constant communication with his kids, both high schoolers. I'm not sure they want to be in communication with him constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boundaries, Phil. Boundaries. <laughs> hey, I'm outside your locker. Did you ask her to prom? <laughs> What'd she say? <laughs> um, okay. He said he's in constant communication with kids, high schoolers, during the day, via phone or text. It's becoming a distraction. Uh, what can we do is the question. Yeah, this is a constant question I'm getting now with people saying they are just attached like it's an appendage their cell phones i feel that i can get there too where i'm just like why am i on this so much like what am i even doing and think about if you were paying someone their hourly rate that's the best job for me getting paid to just organize (laughs) things on etsy that i like the the reality is is that on average employees spend two hours a day on their phones for now work-related reasons. During the workday. <laughs> yeah, so it's a massive amount of time that people are spending just on their phones, checking things, watching things. And if I'm a business owner, I'm paying them one-fourth of their pay for them to just do personal calls and texts? No, thank you. Right. And the other thing that that study showed that there's a 28% increase in mistakes after employee gets a phone call. So it's not even when they're on it because they're not usually working. It's like they're so distracted from the text, call, social media that then they have, wow, almost a 30% chance I'm making a mistake. So please, doctor, if you're going to do a procedure on me, don't be on a call. (laughs) Calling my kids. They're supposed to be in PE. I can't get a hold of them. (laughs) So what do you do to address the issue? Every company is different, obviously, but you can go good old-fashioned fire and brimstone and just say no phones allowed on the premises which may be hard because 95 percent of people have cell phones right some of those companies that have a complete ban there are still some yeah Uh, and some of that is because it's required by law for example i've done investigations at prisons where it's a felony to bring a phone in Hmm. but some companies who don't want it they even put cell phone blockers so it blocks the cell phone signals from entering their premises It's like it's no. like every heist movie. Right. And it makes it's sense. Italian I mean, if job. you have really <laughs> important intellectual property or you're working with like federal contractors with classified or top secret information, you need to be able to block that stuff out. Hmm. Some of my medical clients, they have it because did you know that the cell signal can interfere with pacemakers and defibrillators and we don't want to interfere with that so that's why you see them in hospitals or in certain medical centers oh but don't we all wonder like on airplanes does it really interfere like if i'm sneaking if me being not on airplane mode is going to bring us down like what (laughs) very fragile but also it's phones aren't just obviously phones they can record things video or audio or otherwise right so i think that you are going to have to look at your business and look at you know what the requirements are are there policies that people can adopt to, to protect themselves against these kinds of problems? 
you should adopt a policy no matter what it is. Yes, you need to have something. Even if you're allowing it. So, you know, I'd mm. like to go through some different options because Great. if you're actually having a no cell phone at all, then we need to say that in a policy that someone understands that rule. I think that one of the most common rules is a no phone at the workstation. Okay. So for those, you know, they either, and again, you have to communicate. So where do you it. put it? Yeah, what do you right. do? Right. I've seen policies that say you have to leave it in the car in the parking lot and you can okay. go out on breaks and during your lunch. Other people have lockers. Um, a lot of manufacturing have lockers that they have people right. keep them. Some people, they say you have to keep it in your desk drawer, but then it's a little sneaky peek thing. Yeah, so. that's so easy to sneak a yeah. peek. <laughs> Um, I've had some right people there. say, well, I tried putting them in a basket, but that was a mess because no one knew whose they were and they took them. And also there's no. liability risks totally. because you're taking their phones. And then you can also have a mini locker that you purchase for people to put them in. But again, unless they're labeled, um, that can be problematic. I thought it would be good with like those other things they have at bars to where you can charge your phone and you have the little code that you put in. I was like, maybe they could just put them in a little phone lock box. I've never seen that. Of course, I don't I hang either. out in I bars. I'm not cool. This is, this is <laughs> it's a big real. city thing, guys. Big city all right, stuff. All right. <laughs> well, some other considerations, you can actually look at the position the person's in yeah. as far as if you're going to restrict oh. them having phones in the workspace workstation are they you know a front-facing employee like they're right. working at a restaurant or they're working with clients or guests don't mm -hmm. you think it's irritating you show up somewhere and they're just on their phone at the front desk and you know they're ignoring you absolutely right but other situations you're gonna look at are is the person um working with confidential information hipaa stuff privacy information medical financial documents that you wouldn't want them to record or take pictures of mm. you have to remember like jack mentioned earlier that you're allowing a video camera in you're allowing a camera you're allowing right. an audio recorder in mm -hmm. and so you do need to think about what confidential information you're trying to protect it's not mm. just about the cell phone calls or text messages so okay. you know if you have a lot of highly sensitive or confidential information you know and obviously if it's a safety sensitive job absolutely you right. do not want to have a phone at the at the workstation anything in manufacturing anything where you're driving or operating a vehicle or right. forklift or machinery um you know you hear those cases where the train conductor they see that they were texting at the last moment you know what i mean uh, that's just automatic liability mm -hmm. so right. so right. think about it you know the position and what they're doing it sounds like there needs to be some strict expectations a little bit because there are so many ways it can go wrong. I think so. You know, a lot of handbooks aren't very strict, but that doesn't mean a manager can't set some expectations. So let's say your handbook is pretty loose, just saying, hey, you know, we'd prefer you keep it to a minimum. If I yeah. were a manager, I'd set some expectations. For example, I'd say we are not allowing them into meetings, trainings, conferences. These are things that we need everyone's full focus. Leave them outside. That would be one suggestion I would have. Also, when they're interacting with a the customer, they need to put the phone away. I right. think those are reasonable restrictions that you put in place. Yes. And nice and concrete too. One idea that I did see that some companies have used is they actually have a cell phone designated use area. You can't have it at your workstation. You can't have it wherever you're located but on your break you can go to this cell phone use designated area like a smoking area right it's like right. a cry room at church <laughs> right i just envision like you have like a cell phone area that's just got a bunch of people huddled around 
texting rapidly, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just, just sort of roped off. What do you think about that? I th- I mean I think it I think it could work because you're you're actually also you want them to you give them some area and space to actually you know relieve that urge to text or whatever they need to do <laughs> check in. But also but also it's like you're you know do it on a break, you know. Do mm-hmm. check your phone on a break. That's fine. Right. If people have to go somewhere, you see who's on their phone and you see you yeah. can see it. Yep. Jack, that's what I was thinking of. It's it's easier for a manager to enforce it because they're like, well, unless you're in that area, you're violating our policy. Right. Um, also, if you're in that area all day, <laughs> you're not working. And, and right. so right. Right. I actually like it. So it could be good, but it does seem a little tough to do. Yeah, I don't know if most companies would will do it, but it, it could work for sure. Yeah, the other thing I've seen is where you say, hey, we're okay with having um, minimal use of cell phones at your workstation, but we have areas that are strictly prohibited, like you said, surgical areas. And I have seen signs there. I mean, let's face it, cell phones are pretty gross with germs. And so, so gross. there's certain areas where you have a sanitary area that you don't want them. So right. I think that's interesting. Is there a, a way for there to be some appropriate usage of the phone or yeah i think as you know patty i've reviewed a lot of these cell phone policies that are generally Mm -hmm. pretty vague they say no excessive use very open for interpretation right the majority of our clients don't have a lot of restrictions on cell phone use Mm. some companies define excessive they say if you're more than five minutes a shift on it but most people don't measure that it's really difficult yeah it's going to be a judgment call and i i don't want to spend my time as a manager you know again i'm already tracking whether they're tardy or i'm tracking whether they're so to me I think of it more as a productivity thing. If if I mm. notice that you're not doing your job, um, mm. then that's going to be an issue that I'm going to have with you. So um, right. I'm kind of more, again, you could do whatever you want as a business, but it's really one of those things like if we feel it's a distraction, if we feel like you're not getting your job done, um, if it's interfering with other people's work because they're hearing you, things like that. Right. And that's right. Also, I would define the appropriate usage that mm-hmm. your cell phone needs to be on vibrate um, or in silent mode. If you're going to use it, be brief, speak quietly, mm-hmm. um, take personal calls in a private area on a break or at lunch, right. and then not to use your cell phone cameras, obviously. But I would set very specific terms of like, hey, this is appropriate usage. So when they're outside those boundaries, you, right. can, you can specifically say, hey, you were talking very loudly on your phone in an open area and that's not okay because we allow it to talk on your phone but it needs to be here mm-hmm. well it's weird because it's also like stuff that's pretty it seems pretty common courtesy but i do think that people lose all sense of what is like socially acceptable right. or it's just like i want to talk on the phone i need to do this this is urgent i need to handle this call or whatever you know it's a family member yeah i also think you can lose when you allow people to have use reasonable use you lose control pretty quickly Mm. and i think that it's hard to enforce i have a lot of companies that have gone to they started with a hey this is you know please we you know be courteous and etiquette and now they're like you can't have it during work yeah in my opinion the happy medium is not a you can't bring it on the premises but it's it has to be in your person put away when you're on the clock and when you're on a break a paid break or an unpaid meal period hey yeah Go ahead. Right. Go to your car. Go outside. Go to the designated area. If there's an an emergency, we get it. 
Um, but turning back to our hypothetical, I just don't agree that he has to be in constant communication with his high school kids. Right. First of all, if there is an emergency, you have a landline at most offices that someone right. can call. Right. Um, you can also schedule your breaks in your meal period around Phil talking to his kids. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and, and so to me. I'm interested in your thoughts. I think that's an unreasonable request for him to be in constant communication with them while he's supposed to be working. I do too. I think for everybody, for the kids too. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> Phil, uh, we're concerned about you damaging your relationship with your high school with your children. <laughs> we're doing you a favor. Put it yeah, in your drawer. Yeah, to help you in the long run, <laughs> Phil. Back off. Um, no, I would, I would agree with that. I think Phil's request is excessive. I don't think that it, it would fit any of the parameters. I mean, then that's not a reasonable demand as far as needing to be in close contact. And with. I have a lot of clients that let their employees after three o'clock um, step out, take a quick break to talk to their kids when they're coming home from school. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? But, right. but the kids are also doing things during the yeah. day, I hope. At school. He's supposed to be in English class, Phil, learning about the great Gatsby. Still valuable. <laughs> it's like I never quite understood Moby Dick, the deeper meaning. I just thought it was about a whale. It's, it's a <laughs> metaphor for fracking. <laughs> it's a metaphor for cell phones at work. Amazing. <laughs> now, the other thing is that I've seen some employers say that, okay, Phil was on on his phone we are changing our policy and no one can bring phones to work and i just think that is not good <laughs> um, to me first of all i would frame it as a manager when i'm talking to my staff is bringing your cell phone to work if you allow it is a yep. privilege it's mm -hmm. not an entitlement and so right. if you take advantage of us you lose our trust then that person is going to lose that privilege not everyone we're not going to punish the whole staff i think that is more even-handed makes more sense and the other thing is if you're going to punish that person you do not seize their phone <laughs> and take it into your evidence room Go their ahead. iphone whatever i don't know what number i'm always five behind yeah me too <laughs> you know we think about why people are on their phones now phil's saying it's to stay in touch with his kids which to me is highly suspicious with his high schoolers all day long um, but the majority of people it's they say it's about their kids but a lot of them are looking at social media checking out sports scores texting right. things like that and so we can always make accommodations for someone to step out for a two-minute call this is not what we're talking about we're talking about someone when phil says i have to be all day long in constant communication right. the, the last thing i will say is that you need to lead by example and you need to kind of look at yourself are you on your phone mm -hmm. even if it's a work phone or a company issued phone but how does it look if you're always on the phone even if you're texting emails mm -hmm. or you're talking to clients but you are setting an example of how and when to use that phone and can you also follow your own guidelines step aside all that razzle dazzle when we talk about lead by example there was one company they were a digital detox resort and they had to discipline their employees for violating their <laughs> cell phone policy i think i'm just gonna leave like, it there people are trying to get clean here <laughs> for leading by example here so. <laughs> no phone in the bed for me either no phone near my bed, no phone at night. It's it's a phone free zone. Yeah. Okay. We we await your digital detox podcast, Jack. Uh, <laughs> it is going then. to be short lived, but also I need one. <laughs> I need to digitally detox and I mean it.
I think this is a great time for managers to think what is working and what is not working in our department. We may have a lax policy in place, but that doesn't mean as a manager, you can't set departmental or team expectations and rules. And so think about it. What is working and not working? Get some, get some insight from your team on that as well. I mean, mm-hmm. ask them what, what bothers them because I guarantee you most of them are going to express similar concerns and want to help you build those rules for your team or your department. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you joining us. And yeah. um, remember that you can watch us also on YouTube and subscribe and follow and, and uh-huh. shoot us any emails. Appreciate the person who sent the Phil is on his phone question. Uh-huh. Thank you, Phil. And we hope you have a mayhem-free week. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right. Airplane mode on. Bye. Bye. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.